two weeks ago, Debbie and, and I had our five and seven-year-old grandsons for the weekend while their parents were in a wedding in Jacksonville. And the fun started Thursday night when they arrived at our back door, squealing with visions of sugar plums dancing in their heads with a weekend with the grandparents. And it didn't slow down until Saturday night when their parents got back and claimed the bodies. <laughs> now, Debbie and I both work on Saturdays, so that's not a day we get to sleep in anyway. So we were ready to get up at our regular time, about 6 o'clock to between 6 and 6.30, to start the day with the boys when they got up, which my son told me, oh, they won't get up till 7.30, 8, 8.30 or so. Well, at 6 a.m. sharp, Debbie and I open our eyes to see five-year-old Asher right there in Debbie's face, <laughs> smiling, saying, it's morning. <laughs> and it was. And Asher was too fired up about a day with Grand Tom and Grand Debbie to waste any of it sleeping. I hope that you have somebody in your life that you are that excited about just to be with them. Because that's how God is with you. Now, too often we think God puts up with us, not because He wants to, but because He has to. I mean, you know, He's God, that's His job. Or we think God, if God shows up, we must be in trouble. Now, years ago, we had a Messiah guy who bought a new pickup truck. It was a brand new model. They just started making it. And he's driving through Windermere, and he sees blue and red lights flashing in his rearview mirror, which if you know Windermere, you know that happens if you go a little too fast. And he lived in Windermere, so he knew not to speed. So when the cop comes to his window, he says, well, what, what's wrong? And the cop says, nothing. I just wanted to see your truck. <laughs> God showing up in our life or flashing lights in the rearview mirror does not necessarily mean we're in trouble. You say, okay, God, if I'm not in trouble what do you want? Have you got some assignment for me, something I'm sure I don't want to do or go someplace I don't want to go or marry somebody I don't want to marry? I mean, what do, you, what do you want? Maybe nothing. Maybe God comes to you not because you're in trouble, not because He wants you to do anything. Maybe He just wants to see your truck. Maybe He just wants to see you. What? What? Isaiah writes today, do you not know, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary in His understanding. No one can fathom. Of everything God has created in all the universe, He loves people best, which means He loves you and 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 me. Now, some of us aren't so sure about that. We think, yeah, God loves some people, but probably not me because I know what I've done and I don't even love me. So why would God? Because God so loved the world that He gave His only Son. And the world is a package deal, which means if God loves the world, He loves everyone in the world, which includes you. And God never grows tired or weary of loving the world or anyone in it, which is more than any of us can fathom. Isaiah continues, he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youth grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall, but those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. God loves us, not because he has to, but because he chooses to. And not because we're so lovable 
but because He is so loving. And He not only loves us, He likes being with us. So when God shows up in your life, most of the time it's not because you're in trouble or because He has some particular assignment for you. It's because He loves you and He just wants to be with you like my grandson Asher. God is just so excited about another day with you that He doesn't want to waste any of it sleeping. And when He comes, it's not to take anything away from you. It's to give something to you, to give strength to the weary and increase your power so that you can run and not be weary and walk and not faint. And who among us couldn't use a little more strength? God comes to us because spending time with us is one of the ways that He shows and tells us that He loves us. It's one of God's love languages. Now, if you haven't been here for the Sundays in this epiphany season, Mother Tracy and I are talking about the five love languages, the idea that people tend to both show and feel love in primarily in one or two of five different ways, and the list is in your bulletin, and they are words of affirmation, acts of service, giving and receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. And each Sunday, we focus on one of those five, and the one for this week is quality time and how some folks get their love tank filled by being with people they love, like my grandson Asher was with Debbie and me, and like God is with us. But there are two parts of quality time. Now, time together is certainly one of the ingredients, but quality is also important. Being together while I'm doing or concentrating on something else is not quality time. My talking to you, but looking at my watch or looking over your shoulder to see who might be behind you that I might want to talk to more is not quality time. My reading the paper or fiddling with my phone or clicking through the channels while you're talking to me is not quality time. Checking my email or surfing the web while I'm on the phone with you is not quality time. Now, all of those are time, but they're not quality. See, what makes time quality time is not so much what we're doing or not doing, but it's, it's you're having my focused attention. It's letting you know you are the most important person in the world to me right now. And we are emotionally together and don't just happen to be in the same county or hanging out in the same general area. That's how God is with each of us. He treats each of us as though we were the only person in the world and gives each of us all the time that we want from Him. Now, God can do that because He's infinite. He never grows tired or weary, and He never gets tired or weary of us. We, on the other hand, are finite with limited time, limited resources, limited energy, and for most of us, a pretty short attention span, which means it's difficult for us to give quality time either to God or to people, especially when most of us have more things and more people clawing at us than we have the time or attention to address. And that's why it's vital to make deliberate choices about our time and energy rather than just letting life suck them all up. Because quality time is how at least one-fifth of the folks that we love most feel most loved. If quality time doesn't happen to be one of your primary love languages, you may not be quite sure what to offer 
to get what to do to offer it to anyone. But Jesus shows us this morning. Mark writes, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Jesus made sure he got his quality time with his father by putting that time with his father first. First in his heart, yes, but even more practically, first on his schedule. Now, God is always willing to give us his quality time when he focuses on just you or on just me. But if I want to give God quality time, it's going to take my carving out that time out of my schedule. Somehow before Asher shows up in the morning or before the phone starts ringing or the emails start dinging or the day's responsibilities swell to absorb every minute of the rest of my day. And you know what I'm talking about. If I want quality time with God, I'm probably going to have to get up earlier than I'd prefer or stay up later than I'd rather or skip some other stuff I'd like to do or that other folks think I need to do. If I want to spend quality time with you or anyone else I love, it's going to mean some of the same things, like skipping stuff that's less important than being with you or scheduling time to be together. And scheduling that time, that kind of time is okay. It is not robotic or uncaring or unromantic to write in my calendar or to enter into my phone, hanging out with the kids, playing with my friends, date night, or even making love with my spouse, especially if history shows that those things don't happen otherwise. If I put quality time with those I love most in my calendar first, then when somebody or something less important pops up, I can legitimately say, I'm sorry, I'm already committed then. I'm already taken. Can what you want happen some other time? You don't have to explain what you're doing. You don't have to justify your decision. You can just say, I'm sorry, I, I'm taken then. And if they push back and they ask, well, what are you doing? You can say, I'm taken. I'm doing something that can't change. Because unless they're your parent or your spouse or maybe your boss, it's your life. And you get to choose how you use those minutes. And you don't owe them an explanation. If someone you love if their primary love language is quality time, being together and giving them your undivided attention is how you help them feel loved, appreciated, valued, treasured, cherished. But there are a couple of other things you can add to help fill their love tank, and those are quality conversation and quality activities. Now, quality conversation is when you really listen to someone as you're with them. You look them in the eye, you lean forward. You say things like, hmm, oh, that's interesting, or, or I feel like I understand. And you wait until they finish talking before you start talking. Quality activities is doing stuff they like to do, whether you're particularly fond of it or not, because you love them. But like with all five love languages, if you will pay attention and discern the primary love languages of those you love most and learn to speak it well and often, you benefit. Because as you help fill their love tank, they are more likely to reciprocate and help fill yours. It just takes one of you to go first. <laughs>